0: What is this weird thing that has shown up midweek in your podcast box? Another episode of The Legendarium? Yes, yes, Woo-hoo. everyone. The, we are doing something a little different now. Uh, we got to talking last little while. We're really trying to make sure that we tailor these uh, what we do to fit what everyone really comes to, to listen to uh, on The Legendarium. And sometimes they don't always mesh together, and we just can't get everything we want into a single episode. So we're going to try for a little while splitting some of this and see how it works. Yeah,
1: we were doing, um, I I think some people said we were trying to fit too much. So we would say, all right. By some
2: people, you're referring to our spouses.
1: Uh, My spouse could not possibly care less (laughs) about what we do here on the (laughs) Legendarium. Yeah. no so yeah they they would just say we'd pop into the podcast and say all right this week we're talking about Twenty Thousand leagues under the sea and now it's time for uh nerd news and now it's time for you know and we'd have all these segments And at a certain point it's like you know what some people really enjoy that stuff some people just come for the book discussions so let's separate those
0: so we've decided we're going to go ahead and talk a little bit and do a little more of the uh geek news and the movies and things like that in these midweek episodes uh that way you can get your, your taste of what's going on in the, the geek world and, and things like that. Uh, and this week, we're going to start out, where normally Ken is going to come in and give us some geek news. We're going to let him do that. But Ken's a chump. But we're missing him. We're missing him a little bit.
2: Ken, Ken is still, uh, although you're hearing this in midweek, this is still the uh, the night before the Super Bowl, and Ken is still preparing for the party.
0: Yeah, we don't. I mean, we don't want to spoil the magic. You know, we do everything live, right? <laughs> Yes, we're recording, we're still recording the day before uh, the Super Bowl. But uh, there's a few things in terms of news, and we actually had a big event just come through Salt Lake again. I say big event, but I feel like they're coming way, it's, too, oh way frequently now. Fanex,
1: Fanex, Fanex!
0: I have things to say, and so we're we're gonna do a a little review this episode of Fanex. Talk about that, and then we're gonna talk about some of the the announcements that have been made this week or the rumor mill. This is a chance for us to we can speculate without Craig yelling at us. You know why? Because I'm in charge now.
2: Ooh. That's right.
0: We can speculate. I'm, I
2: will allow it. Ryan even put his fist down softly,
0: so it didn't bump the microphones. <laughs> but you know, that's how I always put my fist down. That doesn't softly. mean I can't yell at you. That's true. I'll have to be quicker on the mic, cutting mics. Uh, so let's start a little bit with Fanex. Fanex. Okay. For, yeah. For those of you who explain aren't, it. Yeah. For those of you who aren't familiar, who haven't been following for a while, uh, pretty much everyone has heard of Comic Con, the big San Diego Comic Con edition. Uh, Big announcements, celebrities, the whole thing. Uh, an opportunity uh, convention dedicated to those who, originally dedicated to those who love comic books, has become a little bit more of a pop culture thing than so much comics, which is, depending on your point of view, both either sad or great. Um, Salt Lake, in the last few years, has taken on and developed its own Comic Con, and they actually split it into two events. There's their Comic Con that they run in the fall, and then there's the event they call the Fan X or Fan Experience that they run. Uh, at the beginning of the year, the times keep changing. It was spring. It was spring. Now, now it's January. January, and we're gonna see where it goes in the future. But it's aimed a little bit more at fans of TV series, movies, and a little less comic-centric that the Comic Con is supposed to be. Again, they all end up being a bit of a pop culture blend. But uh, so we had Fanex come through, and this this year the the big names that were there, we had uh, Doctor Who, Matt Smith. Uh, the eleventh doctor there with uh, two of it, with Billy Piper, Karen Gillan, some people from Walking Dead. Um, we actually had a couple Game of Thrones people, and that really tells you when you've arrived when Game of Thrones starts. You know, <laughs> is that what tells us that we've arrived? Descending from the, the well, you know, you might argue some other things. But uh, that's, yeah, yeah, Lena Headey was
1: here. Yeah. Uh yes, that's, uh, she's not unattractive. <laughs>
0: So, <laughs> when they made all the announcements for Care, for people who were coming, Carrie, Carrie Fisher, Carrie Fisher was here. Was a big one.
2: Fisher was here, and that was huge. And uh, Brandon, Brandon, Brandon Routh, Brandon
0: Ruth, Ruth, Routh, yeah. Ruth, Ralph, Ralph. Ruth, R O U T H. Superman who, and Bobby the the Adam.
1: I, 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 I'm sorry to interrupt your your flow of thought You're here. So, all. so keep keep your thumb on that <laughs> thought. But um, I walked past Brandon Routh's uh, signing booth today, and uh, he's a small dude. Really? Yeah, you know, I mean, he's built. You know, he's he's a buff guy, but his head was really tiny. Really? And it threw me off. I'm pretty sure when he was on Chuck, you know, he would he was standing toe to toe with Zachary Levi, who's like six three or something. He probably was standing on some boxes because uh, <laughs> he he seems small. I could be wrong. I was a little bit from, of that uh, Hobbit
0: Force perspective yeah, camera, yeah, work something or like
2: something. that. I, I hey, mean, I was been doing it since the westerns with, uh, with John Glenn.
1: Uh, anyway. <laughs> Uh, and John that, Wayne What I have to say about Brandon Routh matters Not at all,
0: so let's continue <laughs> So, what? Uh, tell me, you know, as they made the announcements And uh, who was coming What got you excited, what were you looking forward to To being, to going to FanX And, and to taking part of taking uh, part f- in? Yeah, for me
1: mm-hmm. uh, Well, see, that's this is part of the Principal problem uh, for me That I'm discovering with uh, These conventions Which is that I don't really care About the celebrities you know it was interesting it was kind of fun to walk through i didn't sign up for any autographs or photo ops or anything but but i still walked past the celebrities and i said oh you know, hey there's christopher lloyd hey there's carrie fisher it's uh the original lieutenant uhura that's pretty cool um she is old by the way yes she is (laughs) Uh, and still a wonderful lady oh yeah no i'm not saying she's not but she's old um anyway so i I don't really care about the celebrities and that's the big change from you know from convention to convention is who's going to show up yeah who do we get to see uh so for me i I don't really care i'm not a celebrity driven kind of guy and so what i like is the floor i like to wander the booths i like to see uh, what the artists are drawing what the makers are making um what the what the cosplayers are cosplaying you know i really enjoy that stuff but uh, it's so far; it's all the same. Yeah, you know, with with slight, tiny variations. But mostly, it's it's like walking through the nerdiest Saturday market in the world.
2: And see, for me, I wasn't excited. I, I there was nothing that was getting me, um, inordinately excited about going to the event this year. And and the, I think for me, the reason why is because um, Comic Con was just three months ago, and so I was I was very. I, I have I have not hit my my level of, um, of of hunger for being surrounded by all the rest of my geek brothers and sisters, and while I think it's really cool that we have celebrities coming in, um, I want to see I I want to be able to go to panels where I can listen to them and and listen to some of the things that they were talking about, and this year's panel settings were a lot different than the ones that were even in the in the fall. Um, I was excited about Alan Tudyk's panel last, uh, mm-hmm. last fall. I was excited about Stephen Amell. Um, this year, there weren't a lot. I, I didn't think there were going to be a lot. And so it wasn't until I actually got there and I found out what some of them were that I found myself saying, oh, yeah, this, this does sound like it's going to be really worthwhile. Yeah. I went to the Robotech panel. And for those who are who are real pop culture geeks from the 19th, from the 1980s will remember Robotech. And there were probably 50 of us in the room. Um, which was great because it gave us a lot of direct access for some of the creators of that, but you know if 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 they had told me that Robotech was going to be there a little bit earlier than the published panel list, then I probably would have been a little more excited about it yeah
1: um, this this brings up one of my things that i've i 've harped on a little bit in past podcasts, which is uh, here in Utah, at least uh, comic con versus fantasy con and the uh the difference for me is, yeah, they both do the celebrities, they both do the the booths and whatnot, but FantasyCon made an effort to have things to see and do beyond booths and, yeah. and guests. Uh, and, and even, so FantasyCon, it wasn't as wildly successful as, uh, as we were hoping as far as numbers, and so I think that may be part of the reason why they pushed off their second event from from 2015 all the way to 2016, summer of 2016. Uh, but even though it's almost two years away still, they come out and they say, hey, here's our plan. We've got, uh, here's a, for instance, for you guys, Rio Tinto Stadium. They're renting out Rio Tinto Stadium where the soccer team plays. And uh, and they are going to have live, um, full contact jousting in the middle of Rio Tinto. That sort of thing is really cool to me. It's um... as a soccer fan, it irritates the crap out of me. But <laughs> yeah, especially
2: when you see what they're going to do to the field after they're done. I'm sorry, the pitch. The pitch. Yeah, you losers. <laughs>
0: um, soccer fans. What
1: seriously. did you think,
2: Ryan?
0: So for me, I my big draw this time. I thought I'm a huge Doctor Who fan, and so I was when they announced Matt Smith, Billy Piper, Karen Gillen, I was like. I thought I would get really excited. I was waiting for that, you know, real big jolt of energy to build up inside me, and it never did. Yeah. Because I knew that every other person in the valley was going to be going for the to see them as well, and they were, you know, you could do a photo op with them, and they were charging a hundred and twenty dollars, hundred and eighty dollars, something like that, for a photo op with all three together, and so. And I looked at that and I went, "I love these people. I don't love them hundred and twenty dollars for you know a ten second photo because last time I did a photo, it was really short." So, for me, the draw this time was there were three voice actors who came this time. Mm, Yeah, and they are so often overlooked, and you usually can get a pretty good chance to go actually talk with them and spend a minute or so with them. Um, Jess Harnell and Rob Paulson. Most of you are probably going, Who? Uh, If you watched Animaniacs, Mm -hmm. the voices of Yakko and Wacko. Okay. And and I don't know what you're talking about. And a number of other voice. I mean, every voice actor has a list of probably like 50 characters that they can be associated. Especially when they start hitting the the convention circuit. But then we also had a legend in voice acting. Jim Cummings was was here, and if you know anything about voice acting, you know the name Jim Cummings. Most of you who don't know, uh, he's the voice of Winnie the Pooh and Tigger, and probably just about one character or two characters in every cartoon you have ever watched. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's the voice of Darkwing Duck. and, it just, and By I the know. way,
1: the, the voice actors put on the best panel of the weekend, according mm-hmm. to anybody who I talked to who went to it. Uh, apparently, they took pages from Harry Potter, and they read Harry Potter in their in their in characters. Their yeah, yeah. So you yeah, had Winnie the Pooh as Lord Voldemort was apparently a big hit. You know, but that is that is cool. Um, I'm
2: going to kill you, Harry.
1: This this would be why this is what I'm talking about. I'm not necessarily celebrity driven. I'm I'm more event driven, and that yeah. sounds like a fun event to go to.
2: But again, the the notifications on some of these panels and some of these uh, some of these pieces were, was a little bit slow yeah. in coming.
1: Well, and but uh, I gotta say, they know what they're doing. They the The Salt Lake Comic Con people they are a they are a giant ATM. They just it just rains money yep. around these events. They yep. know what they're doing. It they may do. not be what I want, but apparently, it's what some other
2: people here in Utah want. Here's the th- here's the thing that I think makes makes it work for Fanex and why it's irritating for me for Comic Con because I'm a I'm a Comic Con. I I'm a comic book guy. Um I was I was weaned on DC Comics and baptized by Marvel. I mean, that's I, that's what I grew up in. Um for Fantasy Con or for Fantasy Experience, it's all about pop culture and so there's a lot of that. There's a lot of different pieces and they all hit all over the board. Um my disappointment continues to be that there's not enough differentiation between the two. If, if for me, and obviously I'm not one of those that really matters because they're not doing it this way. I would love to see fantasy experience be much more pop culture, and Comic Con be much more comic focused. Yeah, um, and then the the booths and the vendors and some of those kinds of things would be more uh, would would be more focused. As it is, I walk the floor once and I see all the same vendors. I see almost all the same T-shirts. I see most of the same uh, material from from one event to the next. And so for me, seeing the floor once, unless I want to see specific people or specific, um, or, or specific uh, writers or performers of that nature, I pretty much avoid the floor and I haunt the halls. And I, I do like you do, Craig. I look for the I look for the people that are cosplaying. I want to chat with them. I want to see what's going on. And I look for the panels.
1: Yeah, all right. Well, does that satisfy your questions, Ryan?
0: Yeah, I, I think that's a good covering of, of fanex. And I think uh, I know some of the stuff we've talked about has. We've wanted a little bit more. And that's not a, a total... It's not that Fanex or, or Comic-Con are a total loss or that they weren't good events. I'm glad I went. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's yeah. more of a matter that we're, we're, we've done these a couple times and the novelty is starting to wear off of having these events here and now we're wanting, we're wanting them to be a little more specialized and fit things like... Now,
1: now that I've been to a couple, I feel like I see the potential in what it could be in what an event like this could be. Um and I that's why that's why I think I fit so much better with the Fantasy Con crowd rather than the Comic Con crowd uh or I should say the the event organizers just because I think their mindset is similar to mine. It's um they they are taking over the whole city of Sandy Utah in you know whatever days in 2016 and and just making it an event rather than a you know, giant cash machine. If that makes sense. Yep. I mean, hopefully they make money out of it. Cause I want them to keep doing it. But, and I, th-
2: and I think they will more, I,
1: more heart and soul, I guess is what I want out of this. And
2: I think, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm thinking along the same lines. I think that that, that that's going to be the interesting thing to see them differentiate themselves from, yeah. from these other events.
0: All right. All right. So let's talk a little bit about a few other things. Let's move off of Fanex uh, fan X and talk about some other geek news or some rumors now you may have seen if you follow our website at all, thelegendarianpodcast.com, dot uh, com. We're trying to kind of get you guys some more articles on there to that you can read, and some original pieces that we've written. And we recently wrote a piece about a an actor who is being rumored to take over a very large role. Oh,
1: yeah. Okay. So so Chris Pratt is supposedly stepping into the fedora. Um, I don't know why he's stepping into it because he should just put it on his head. Uh but uh
2: wow that was a collective moan across the entire universe. <laughs>
0: but Chris Pratt I assume that's what you're talking about, right? Chris Pratt has been uh, is being is they're saying that he's going to take over and uh reboot the Indiana Jones series is what the discussions have been so far. Now it's not an official release there's no been no official release that says Chris Pratt is Indiana okay, Jones. I was just
1: going to ask you how serious are these rumors? Yeah,
2: Disney hasn't said Chris Pratt is becoming Indiana Jones. You- but it's Chris one of Pratt those, has said, "I want to be Indiana Jones."
0: It's one of those things that we've all. Now that we've all, it, it's passed around enough, and there is enough validity to the sources that are putting it out there that if we see it, no one should be surprised. If right. we don't see it, you'd probably go, "Something fell through."
2: Yeah. Do you
1: suppose? Do you suppose this is a thing where Disney, you know, some marketing person says, "Hey, let's put out this little breadcrumb and see what the response is," and Based on based on internet response, they nope. say okay, let's move forward. Or there would no. be other,
0: I think there would be other ways other than leaking a potential casting rumor. There's so. other ways that they would do it. It's not a bad way, and I'm sure that you know somebody at Disney marketing who's listening to our podcast is going, guys, I just saved us a you know. Thousands or millions of dollars in research. But let's just, you know, let this go and see what happens for the next one. Hey,
2: let's contact the legendarium
0: and have them break
1: our news. <laughs> I'm very, very smart. You guys should understand this by now. I
2: I, I think that uh, I really think that, that Disney is looking at what they've bought from LucasArts um and and what they now own of all of those properties and trying to figure out how they can work them into the Disney franchise machine. Uh, Disney is magnificent franchising, uh, and, and when I say franchising, I don't—I I mean taking an idea and building something into it. I mean, I remember when uh, when they came out with Ducktales. I said to myself, "How are they going to make an entire comic or an entire cartoon series out of Huey, Dewey, and Louie?" And it was beautiful. Um, I remember the—you know—I had the oh, same kind of uh, thing with Rescue Rangers.
1: Side note: Have you ever heard the? Um the Finnish version of the DuckTales theme song? I have not. Oh, my word.
2: Somebody... We need to put that up it, on the website.
1: Somebody press pause and go to our website. And <laughs> I'll, I'll throw up a link. Or just Google it. Um, yeah, the Finnish
2: version of the DuckTales theme song. Obviously, we're going to be looking... Ryan's looking that up on the, on the laptop right now. We'll it's, be just looking at yeah, to it later. We'll, we'll watch it later. Yeah. But, you know, they they I think they're looking at those properties and they're saying, okay, now that we finally own them, what can we do to make the... To, to turn them into money-making franchises.
1: Uh, and, and their first order of business, which is the best news that I had all week, including Chris Pratt as uh, Indiana Jones, was the announcement that George Lucas made during an interview <laughs> in which he, somebody asked him, they said, uh, they said, you know, tell us a little bit about this handoff of uh, Star Wars and, and Lucasfilm in general. And uh, he said, well, you know, I gave him him all these story ideas for Episode 7, and and they didn't take any of them. (laughs) And I could have just, I I was beaming from ear to ear. I couldn't have been happier when I read that. I said, Disney, thank you, thank
0: you for listening to your fans. You get to see him as a little kid. (laughs) (laughs) If any of you have, if you're not averse to some some, uh, some adult adult language. language... Uh, go look up Patton Oswalt. His uh, "At Midnight I Killed George Lucas with a Shovel" bit. It is hilarious. It was, it was
1: painful. It was oh, so delightful. Man. It was painful. Yeah, Patton Oswalt's whole thing is um, we don't want to see all of our beloved characters as kids. It's, we don't care. You know we
0: have Django Fett Oh, and he's a yeah, like awesome. kid. You get to see him as a kid. Or oh, yeah, Boba Fett. You get to see him as a kid. Oh. <sighs> I
2: really don't care.
0: So okay.
1: Anyway. Uh, so good and you get to see Lucas. Luke Skywalker
2: as a baby.
1: What, uh, <laughs> are we all excited then about Chris Pratt? Cause I'm all in personally. I, when I see what he's done so far, yeah. um,
2: I am in, I, 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 you know, and I think I mentioned it. I, I like Chris Pratt. I've, I like what's going on. I'm not a fan of reboots. And so I'm, I'm wishing that they would take a different tack than just simply rebooting a franchise. Yeah. Give yeah. me something different.
1: I, I'm a fan of reboots at a certain point. Um, In fact, just earlier today, I was watching on TV out of the corner of my eye the um, Steven Spielberg version of War of the Worlds. Oh, my word. Fantastic remake. Um, And here's the difference that I
2: think between retelling and a reboot. Okay. Um, A retelling is taking a story and, and adjusting some pieces around the story War of the Worlds that Steven Spielberg did was moved from the 1890s up into the 1990s a hundred years difference it was moved from being in England to being in like Boston San, or? Yeah, Boston, New York, San Francisco, I can't remember, it was some city, but it was in the United States. Um, and I'm sure we've got people all over the country now saying, If you can't pay attention to what city it is, don't talk about it. Um, and it was and it was changed from a newspaper man to being a family guy. Um right. we call her family guy, trying to try to protect his family. Um, there were, there were enough changes and enough adjustments to the story that it made it a fresh new story. Same thing with um, if if you're not a Keanu Reeves fan, maybe you didn't like the Day the Earth Stood Still on the right. on the on the remake or the retelling. Um, I really enjoyed it. I loved it. I I was very, very much a fan of both versions of it. A reboot for me is when you are trying to retell the create retell the start series retell the start story, as though you're going to have this be something we follow for a long time. Right. W- Rarely is it done right.
1: I wouldn't mind rebooting the uh, the prequel trilogy
2: for Star Wars.
1: Personally? Uh, I'm not even going to touch that one.
0: <laughs> so there's, there's a piece I want to I hear, and I want to get away— With, a, a with way, Chris Pratt
1: as uh, young Han Solo, obviously.
0: I want to get away <laughs> a little bit from the, you know, is Chris Pratt going to make a good Indiana Jones or not? Because we've talked about that. We put our little sayings up there. And as a consensus, I think we all said, you know, we all have high hopes for it. We think it's, you know, he can handle it. I, I know for me it was, let me see how Jurassic World works out first before see I See how
1: he looks in a leather jacket. You know. Or at least a leather vest.
0: Yeah. As he, you know, as he becomes a raptor wrangler, I, I want to talk just briefly about the idea of why I think a reboot is necessary for this, not necessarily needed, but necessary because Todd uh, talks. Now I'm confused. Needed and necessary.
2: I know. Uh, I know. I think I know where Ryan's going okay. with
0: this. Todd, Todd talks about in his how um, uh, he prefers a, a, a continuity, a continuation in the story. Yeah. The story of Indiana Jones is a. Indiana Jones is not a baton that can be passed down the line. Why not? You can't hand off... To me, I don't think you can hand off, like, congratulations, Shia LaBeouf, you're now Indiana Jones. Here's the hat. Go be Indiana Jones. I, I cannot see any story wherein that works to pass on because they're not Indiana Jones. They're the prodigy of Indiana, you know, or they're whatever... So, in order to re, if you're going to retell Indiana Jones stories, it's got to be a reboot. You got to pick it up from the start, get your Chris Pratt in there, get your new actor in there, and let it go from there because I don't think you can have Harrison Ford going, all right, here's the heck. Yeah, no,
1: I I would, yeah, I would uh, roll over in my premature grave if I saw that. But I always go back to the James Bond franchise. Now there was a reboot, but so let's leave aside the uh, the Daniel Craig series for a moment. But before that, you had four, five, six Bonds, and it worked. There was no problem. You know, you, you when you see him, that yeah, that's James Bond. Okay, it's not uh, not not Sean Connery anymore, and that's okay. We're just going to go on with the story, and we're going to learn about a new adventure that James Bond goes on. I don't see why that couldn't be the case with uh, with. Um, not Harrison Ford. Uh, what's his name? With Indiana Chris Pratt, Jones, with the Indiana Jones character,
2: yeah. and 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 I see this as as a case in point for a succession, not a reboot. Okay. Um, whether they're whether they're passing the torch by doing it physically or they're just saying, you know, this this is a this is a switch. I, I, I I'm I'm okay with the succession idea. Yeah. Um. And and that's why I've loved the James Bond. I've all of them, even. George Lazenby. Um, I'm, I'm still Z- ears. F- I'm still a fan of that film. I think that was one of the best films that was ever done, and it's too bad that George Lazenby as an actor just really screwed the pooch uh, <laughs> on the entire process. And it, and if you,
1: <laughs> which really made for an odd film. <laughs> it, 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 if you even before the internet,
2: if you've if you've never watched, um, there's a there's a documentary about all of the bonds up to Daniel Craig, uh, and they interview most of them. Uh, in fact, I think they interviewed all of them and they, and the interview with George Lazenby was probably one of the most painful, uh, interviews that I've ever seen, but it was really, really good. Um, but uh, go look it up. It was, it was great. I'll see if I can find the link for it and put it up on the website. Um, but that's a succession and I, and I like successions. I'm okay with successions. Don't retell me the story. Don't retell me the beginning. Don't try and re, don't try and reboot just Insert a new actor and keep going. If that's what they mean by rebooting the series, I'm cool with it. Mm-hmm. And, I'm, and I'm very confident that, that Disney will handle it well. If they mean by rebooting that they're going to try and go back and tell the story of how he became Indiana Jones. Uh, we already saw that.
0: And it's done well enough; it doesn't need to be redone. Yeah, exactly. Let's, just, let's so, just have another adventure. So
2: pick it up and say Indy, and have him do the classic turnaround where we see the eye, and let's run. And I'll be okay with that.
0: The only way I see them doing that, though, is they have to cancel out Crystal Skull, because in the timeline of Indiana Jones now, oh. Crystal yeah. Skull kind of throws a, an issue that if you keep the original trilogy and then pick it up, you can do that with
2: pick it up movie. in the middle. Pick it up in the middle of World War II. We've got enough. We've got enough artifacts that that Hitler was going after during World War II. You can do that. You can you okay. can go back into World War II and you can have some fun with it. All
0: right. So we're gonna we're getting just to the end of the time we want to take here. So I want to do a quick fire round of a couple things, uh, other announcements, and these are Star Wars related or, or things that we've uh, discovered this week in Star Wars. Uh, the first thing I want to bring up is the next edition of the Star Wars comic, Star Wars number two, comes out this Wednesday, February fourth. I'm hoping that as we do these midweek things we will be able to, we will be able to preview for you things that should be coming out the the following week or so. Uh this one we're a little behind on but uh so Star Wars number 2 comes out number 1. Uh quick thoughts on that since all of us read it. So much fun.
1: Yeah. Yeah, very fun. I and this is so this will be the first time that I will have ever uh, followed a comic from beginning to end.
2: These aren't the slaves you're looking for. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, it was worth a try.
1: <laughs> it's um, yeah. I, and what better way for me to start than with Star Wars? I'm I am a Star Wars man, always and forever. Uh, so
2: glad when it came back to Marvel. Marvel is executing it well. Um, they're doing a good job with the characterization. It's
1: it's well drawn. It's well written. Um,
2: it. I'm not.
1: I, I'm heaping praise on it I'm not necessarily saying it's a masterpiece we're one issue in you know but
2: so far so good they've done a better job with it this time around than they did with it than Marvel did with it last time around it's much more reminiscent of where Dark Horse left off so I'm uh, you know I'm telling people if you're a fan of Star Wars go read the books
1: the nice thing about comic books is that uh, you know Carrie Fisher is, uh, well, she's 25 again. Sweet. <laughs> you know, you, you don't have to worry about that. You don't have to recast somebody. Just, and she uh, doesn't
2: have that smoker's voice that she has right now.
0: <laughs> all right, second bit of Star Wars news. Quick thoughts on there has been a, they've released a new Star Wars arcade game. Oh, for my all of Battle pod. The battle
2: oh. pod. Yeah, Craig Craig didn't like that until he looked at the video, and then I loved your I comment I afterwards. I didn't say I
1: didn't like it. I just thought, oh, uh, that's interesting. Todd posted something. I'm busy. And then I went back about a day later. So, yeah, if you don't know what I'm talking about, go onto our Facebook page. Do it. Do it now. Yes. Um, because there's a video there for Star Wars Battle Pod. Yeah, the new arcade game. So, let me see if I can describe this. You sit down in a seat in front of what is essentially a half globe. Uh, it's a it's a, a concave uh, screen. Dome screen is yeah, what they're a calling half, it. a half dome screen. And, and it's it, so it's kind of wrap around and they have this surround sound they've got the the bass speakers right behind your head they've got a, a vibrating and tilting chair uh, controls you know down near your near your knees like a real pilot would have um, and very immersive looking and the graphics look insane yeah absolutely amazing this thing was uh, designed and made in Japan uh, which you know, as far as I can tell, these people take their video games pretty seriously. Yes, they do. So it is um, it is looking amazing, and I, I know it's out already.
0: I, it's in select arcades right now. We're trying to still locate it. That's I can't one thing, find like, it. Nobody's posted what arcades have it right now. I found, find
2: it. I found a couple of arcades in Salt Lake City, and I'm going to be driving around uh, trying to find them just like I did when I was 16. Um, you, I have the feeling, though, this is going to cost more than a quarter. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: do not care. I will be dropping I'll, some
2: money to play that. I'll, oh yeah.
1: I'll work extra hard this month so but I can afford it.
2: I can almost guarantee that it will be in every Disney theme park um oh, and yeah. certainly in the in the lands that are connected to those if not in some of the other places. The Star Arcade. Yeah. It's
1: it, I'm especially excited about it because of uh, my attachment to the old Star Wars flight sim, flight simulators from the 90s. I've I've bought them all now on gog.com. I've got I've got X-wing. I've got Tie Fighter. X-wing versus Tie Fighter. X-wing Alliance. I've got them all, and I'm ready to play them. At, and so it's it's like that on not just on crack. It's like that, but in outer space. One of the things on Mars. That, it's amazing. One of the things that
2: was really interesting to me. There was another Star Wars game that came out about five, maybe seven years ago. Um, that was that was a really good uh, a, a really good. Predictive sim, uh, much like the old Dragon uh, Dragon Tales. Uh, Dirk Daring, where you had to do, um, you had to, you had to move the right place and it was very animated. Dragon's Lair. Um, and, and it was, it was very much that same kind of a feel because you had the same kind of moves. It was very predictive. After a while you memorize the patterns like Pac-Man and it was, but it was fun. It was a new Star Wars game. And so I put a lot of money into that one before I finally said, yeah, I beat it. Um, this is a new one that, yeah, I'm going to spend a lot of money on, but it doesn't look predictive. It doesn't right. look that kind of a pattern-type game. I'm sure it will be, because most of them are. But it looks enough uh, adaptive that it's really going to be a lot of fun.
0: All right, last piece of Star Wars news, and we'll let you all get back to your day. Craig, I'm especially excited to hear from you on this. Uh-oh. Okay, so we do have an official casting okay. Of the star in a Star Wars spinoff.
1: Uh, uh, oh, oh, wait, I might have heard this.
0: Tatiana Maslani. <laughs> if you are an orphan black fan, it, wait. Did that come down in her favor? It is official. She oh. is now cast in the Star Wars spinoff. Hallelujah! Wow. I
2: I haven't seen Craig do that ever.
1: I um, there's an old bit. If you ever watched um, the I love the you know fill in the blank series from uh, VH1, I love the 80s. I love the 90s. There's a bit when when Rich Eisen from ESPN uh, says, I love diane lane oh i remember that and that is how i feel Uh, just without qualification or reservation i love tatiana maslany (laughs) so she is yeah she is not just the main actor but she's pretty much every actor in orphan black which if you're not watching it um you are making a huge life mistake uh it's an amazing show she is an amazing actress very compelling. Uh, she can do anything. She even plays a male. Well, she plays a, a a transgendered character. That that was maybe a bit of a misfire on the writer's part. <laughs> anyway, she's she is unreal. So good. Um, it, easy on the eyes, sure, but that's not the main draw for me. Which
0: is might be surprising to you guys. Uh, yeah, I'm in. I love Tatiana Maslany. Figured you'd be excited about that. Okay. We're going to wrap things up here. A uh, couple of things to look forward to in the next couple weeks. If you are a digital uh, video connoisseur or purchaser, uh, you can start. To, uh, one of the nice things about that is you tend to get things a little early. Uh, Big Hero 6 also is being released this next week. That'll um, be fun. digitally On February 6th, I believe, is the date for that release.
2: And let's remember also that February 6th is the date for the release of Jupiter Ascending. Uh, In spite of the fact that it was poorly received at Sundance, I, worst
0: place to release. That film I, I, I think so it has dumb. more
2: to do with the fact that it was the wrong venue than it was a bad film. No,
0: I, oh. that's looking cool.
2: Yeah, I, well, and and from you,
1: you will all get my review of that very soon.
2: The, it's going to be a, it's going to be a mark my words. It's going to be a visual splendor. I'm. Just anxious to hope well, that it has a story have, that holds together. As long together. as they have Mila Kunis on screen, then uh, that is accurate. And Sean Bean.
0: Well, I mean, obviously. And any guesses how he's going to die? Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> All right.
2: I, I think it's going to be about midway.
0: <laughs> Probably a safe bet. All right. Well, thank you everyone for tuning into our midweek episode here, and uh, we hope to be able to continue to bring these to you in the future and talk more just random geek stuff, whatever really you know, it gets us excited about stuff. So thanks a lot. And we'll catch you as we get back into our series, as we get to iRobot and talk about things like Jupiter ascending into the future.
1: Tatiana, come cuddle with me.
0: Thanks for listening to the legendarium podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes or on stitcher radio. Check out our Facebook page, And visit our website, thelegendariumpodcast.com.